You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, everyone. Today, we've got my buddy, Dan Martell, who is the founder at SaaS Academy, which is where he coaches growth-minded B2B SaaS founders to achieve their perfect exit, which is trademarked, by the way. And by the, Dan Martell has been super successful in the past. He invests in amazing companies like Intercom, Udemy, Unbounce, and more. And plus, in addition to that, he's got two podcasts. So he does a lot of different things. And every time I see him on Instagram, he's breaking you know new PRs and he's working out. Maybe sometimes he's getting injured. So he's doing all the crazy stuff. So Dan, welcome, man. Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm pumped, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise. So why don't we, I mean, you've done a lot of different things and I'm curious, maybe just a little bit about your background first. And then I want to talk about kind of the long-term vision too. So um, go for it, however you want to take it. Yeah. I mean, what's I think important for people to know is I grew up in a really challenging environment in and out of jail in my teenage years, ended up in rehab at 17, spent 11 months there rebuilding my self-confidence working through emotional challenges, trauma, that kind of stuff. And at the end of that, I discovered programming, helping Rick, the maintenance guy, clear out one of the old, it was a church camp, this rehab center. And there was an old book on Java programming. And I just took to it. And and essentially software became my new addiction. At 17, entrepreneurship had always been a passion of mine. I just wasn't doing anything legal prior to that. So uh, I started a bunch of companies and what's cool is it just, it's become the ultimate personal development program for me. That's my feedback loop is my businesses. Uh, since then I've started five companies. The first two are complete failures. Things shifted for me when I started reading books. So I read love is a killer app is the first book I ever read at 23, but then I read a bunch of the top, you know, 100 e-myth resonated with me from Michael Gerber. I hired an e-myth business coach before I even had my third company because I was just so fed up failing. That's the one that you know made me a millionaire at 27. And then I took all my money and reinvested it in software companies as an angel investor. I think I've got three IPOs about to happen this year. So that's that's turned out to be pretty awesome. And then as you mentioned with SaaS Academy, we're rebranding to sascoach.com. And it is the largest training coaching company in the world at this point for SaaS founders. And then I have my other venture thing that I talk a lot about called High Speed Ventures, uh, which is where I buy companies 100% with my own capital and do what I teach my clients to do over here with the high speed team and having a lot of fun there. So just keeping busy, man. I just I just love life and I know what I'm good at and I stick to my lane. Got it. I love that. And so I, I want to dive into to each and every one of these uh, time permitting. You did actually share something to Instagram a while back um, where you know, kind of talking about the struggles, right? And this is a picture where you were not, this is before you became the strongest man in SAS. So, so this is where you were, you were huge, right? And so I don't know if you want to talk about that portion, kind of what you were going through there. You kind of alluded to it, but you're so vulnerable with that post and you didn't do stuff like that before. You didn't post stuff like that before. So, nah. you know, so my, my journey, like you gotta understand, I, I grew up in like, like there's, there's like bad and then there's like shit. Like I was in a hole. Okay. Like just no other way to explain it. Like I experienced stuff I probably should never experience and had no positive. So like, it wasn't even just starting off in life to try to, to, to be better. I was just trying not to end up dead. Right. And a lot of those mindsets, like I just didn't have. So like I struggle with my weight, 
my health, right? So I, I used to, I'm 6'3", and I weighed 265 pounds. I was a fat dude. And, you know, so so at 21 to go from 265 to this journey of trying to be healthy, like I love the, the strongest man SaaS is hilarious. So I appreciate, there's some really strong people in the software space. To the, the world where I live today, where I, you know, run Ironmans and, you know, work out twice a day and have more energy than I know what to do with. Like, it's just, I wasn't even going to share that photo. I finished a program called 75 hard, which is a mental toughness program, but it also has a physical component to it. And I was showing my friend, Maltem, my before and after pictures of just 75 hard. And, and then he finds an old photo of when we were 21 and says, remember this Dan? And I, it blew my mind. Cause I was like, I don't remember being that. Like my identity has just kind of shifted since then. And he goes, you got to post that. And I was like, I'm not posting that, man. Like, am I going to post? No, I don't. I'm a business guy. Like I post strategies and growth and leadership and that kind of stuff. And he goes, dude, this might be more important and more impactful than anything else you've ever shared. Just saying. So it took a lot of courage, I guess, to just sit there and write the post and just be vulnerable and say, this is my struggle and these are real. And it's been a journey. It's been 20 some years of dealing with emotional eating and like just a lot of bad habits, man, just like everybody else and just working through that process. So if anything, I'm most proud of is just, I wish you could go back and meet the 16 year old version of Dan. You, you, there would, there would be nothing that you see that would tell you there's any hint of potential. Okay. So it's the possibility that, Every person in the world, doesn't matter if you're 50 or 21 or 17, if you start today and you apply 1% better every day, your life can look magically different in a short amount of time. And, and I will say that picture was probably the most impactful thing because I, I, I didn't realize before, I didn't know that you were this big guy before and you're trying, like everyone's trying to figure thing out, things out, right? They're going through a journey. You just mentioned it, trying to compound 1% better every single day. You start reading, you start building habits. You, you may, might have some failures in the beginning, but you figure it out, right? So this is really for anybody that's listening right now that that's just starting out. Like it, it takes time to build up, right? So. Well, dude, I had 10 years-ish. So I started at 17. I didn't become a millionaire until I was 27. 10 years. And I'm talking like 100 hour weeks. Like the amount of time I wasted doing shit that didn't matter that I didn't know any better. Like it's embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing. The relationship stuff I had to learn, right? I used to be engaged. And then I wasn't right. Like, I mean, there's that's why when people tell me about their struggles, it's like, I'm not sure I've been through that specific situation. But I just know that no pressure, no diamonds. I'm here because I decided to continuously audit and investigate and ask myself what the next level is. I've designed my life so that I can play the game and never have to stop playing. And I know there's always another level and it doesn't matter where you're at. There is always another level for you. And who you can be is who you must be, right? Like if you have the potential, you have to express that. I believe that at my core. And everybody listening has way more potential. And if you choose to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix, that's your thing. But just know that you can't ask to live an extraordinary life and act ordinary. It doesn't work. Those two things are, are opposed, right? You know, somebody said once, like, you know, do what others won't so you can live a life others can't. And that's 
And, and, and that's the biggest thing that over the years I've gotten better at is the more successful I am, the harder I work, the more I show up, the more disciplined I am, the more I'm willing to grind. And I didn't have that in my mid-20s that I have now in my early 40s that I'm absolutely going to be doing this when I'm 100. People think I work out and work hard now. Wait. I mean, you're just starting. That's what it is. Just starting. You know, all of our founder buddies, right? We, we have mutual friends that all the founder buddies I talk to, we're doing great, right? They might have eight or nine figure businesses. And it's just like, why do you do it? To your point, I just want to keep playing the game. I'm just having fun, right? And there's, there's also when I look at your workouts, right? When I'm like, part of it is like he enjoys the pain because he knows it's going to bring him long term, like greatness, right? And part of it, do you think is that do you agree or disagree with that? I like, it's kind of like writing, right? Like I like to have written. I like to have run. I like to have done the competition in the moment. I don't like it. But to me, it's in that moment of conversation with yourself, right? Like, do I slow down? Do I stop? Do I fake an injury? Like, trust me, every <laughs> thought that pe like people think, like I've had friends, they're like, yeah, I couldn't do it because I hurt myself. Nah, you didn't fucking hurt yourself. Like you just... Let's be honest, like whatever. I'll, I'll call people out when I think that they're, they're not being honest with themselves. But those are like the truth is those are the moments when you actually get to grow. Like you don't grow when things are good. You grow when you in, when you inflict pain or there's a challenge or there's frustration, right? Like the no pressure, no diamonds, you know, like you, you, you are. So it's kind of like you have to do the thing first to become the person who can have the thing. So that's like the be, do, have. Some people think you need to have the thing to become the person, right? And that's just not the way it is. So I don't know. I'm just, I just know that I've got way more to give and I'm willing to do the work. And my, my true north is just people. I just love people. I, I love to build teams. I love to build companies. That's the game I play. Like, can I get better at communicating? Can I get better at inspiring? Can I get better at giving clear direction? Can I get better at making better decisions strategically, sequencing? That's the game that I play. Love it. Yeah, and the Raul Ravikant says that uh, your resume is just a catalog of suffering. So it's how much suffering have you been through, right? So anyway, I want to talk about SAS. So it's no longer SAS Academy. It's going to be called SAS Coach. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. So let's talk about that because I, I know you, I think you started this business, what, five, six years ago. I think I was talking to Syed and you, you actually brought the idea to him. So he was talking about it. Can you talk a little more about the business and then how you make, how you make money? And then I guess for people that are interested, what level of SaaS people do you work with? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I've known Syed for a while. He became a client probably two years ago. I love Syed and his team. Always built that awesome motive. In regards to what we do, we have three distinct programs. And they're designed for people that are revenue generating. So I've got my accelerator level for people that are trying to get to that kind of 10, 15K a month in reoccurring revenue. But you have to have a product. Like I don't help people start businesses and build software. There's a ton of great people out there. Dane Maxwell had the foundation, et cetera, et cetera. Eric, maybe you know some people. So like I don't help people start anymore because I don't, it just wasn't my passion. My passion is helping driven, ambitious, motivated founders do great. So that's accelerator program. Then I have my SaaS Academy, the Academy side, which I help people kind of go from that 20K MRR to about 300K a month in reoccurring revenue. And then I have my boardroom program, which is for the higher end clients that are at like three to 4 million ARR or 300,000 MRR to scale up to 10 and beyond. But I also coach 
you know, the founders of ClickFunnels and Gora Paul. So like a bunch of companies that are in the 50, achievers.com. I mean, they're 160 million a year in revenue. So I'm just all B2B SaaS. It's what I do. It's what I love. And those are the programs that help people get results really fast. Got it. Makes sense. And, and so the thing I love about your your program is that when I think about coaching in a traditional internet marketing world, which is why I don't have a lot of coaches on this podcast, I think like scammy, right? And then to, to when I look at your stuff, it, it doesn't feel that way. And everyone that says they've been through it, it's like, it's, it's amazing, right? And so you've done a good job of not being this biz op guy. To your point, you don't work with people that are just starting. And so that's huge, right? So I feel like you've consciously done something to kind of separate yourself. Can you speak to what you did, what you did to do that? Yeah, I don't lead with shit. Like I don't lead with the car, even though I, I drive a McLaren, I don't lead. I don't, that's not in my advertising. I don't, I'm not trying to sell people a dream. You know, I think in business and something I teach and what I've done in every one of my software companies is you have to decide who is your perfect customer. And one of the core things about SaaS is that the business only works if you retain customers. So we have an 82% annual retention rate in a SaaS program or in a coaching program, which is unheard of. Most people can't even get people to stick around for the first year. It's a 50% churn rate, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I want people to be around for five or six or seven years. Like, there's no reason. And now our coaches, that's why the program's being evolved. I'm not coaching in those programs is because our clients who have exited, the perfect exit, are now coming back and they're coaching. Like Matt from Uplaunch and Kyle from Proposify is actually coaching our clients. And AD from uh, Convergio, you know, he exited to Campaign Monitor. He's a coach. And our coaches that we have, our t- what we call our tactical coaches, I mean, they're ex-Vista Private Equity, Gainsight, Patient Pop. Like they are practitioners of their art, okay? It's not, there's no, you know, hype. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. If you're saying, Hey, you want to revamp your sales comp structure? I will give you the template, the training, the model. Like we we've built over 350 growth playbooks. So to me, that's why it's, it's more than just coaching. It's training. We allow you to invite team at different levels. There's different kind of things we solve. I think in the, in the early stages, we focus on traction, like do nothing else other than get revenue traction. Okay. So let's build that revenue engine. In, so that's in the accelerator. In Academy, we teach you how to scale the team, okay? Based on this principle called the buyback principle, okay? And then we help we help you scale the, the organizational design. But then in boardroom, that's where we start focusing on you, the individual, and how you show up for your team, okay? And that's leadership development. And, 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 and there are specific different problems that I know show up at each level of revenue. Okay, like when you're above three million in revenue, your days are gonna. If you don't do it right, it'll be full with managing people who've never managed people and dealing with HR issues. Like that's just what happens if you don't do it right. If you do it great, you actually have less time. You don't have to deal with the people because you've delegated outcomes to people to 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 develop the people. So it's like I just have a blast. But I'm a I'm a systems thinker. I'm a uh, my background's in software programming. So. I always look at it like, how do I design the system to create predictable results? And that's what we've done better than anybody else in the world. Because I took a first principles approach to it, just like I would build software. It's what is the outcome they want? How do I design up front the success path? How do we coach them to it? How do we hold them accountable to it? And dude, we kick people out all the time. I kicked out a guy last week because 
three clients reported that he had done something nefarious to their business, okay? Created an account, stole their code, ripped off one of their team people or whatever, whatever. And it's like, you got to go. I don't know a lot of coaching programs that like kick their clients out of their programs. Like me, we have values, we have structures because I'm also trying, like we're 660 clients today. I want to be 3,000. I want to be 5,000. I want to be 10,000. You can't do that if you don't build the business and the business has to get people results. And that's true for everybody. Like start at that place and then work your way back to the whiz bang marketing stuff. Yep. No, I I love it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, when you look at Dan's ads, right, and I see your ads sometimes, it's straight up like, here are the templates, right? Here's the shortcuts, right? You get the value right there. It's not look to your point. It's not look at my McLaren, look at my Lambo, look at my big house, right? Because that's not what matters. It's when you when you're working with people that have already started, they don't really care about that stuff. They just want to focus on the business, right? They're, they they don't want to focus on the Lambo and all that. So I call I, the I, frustrated builders, like Alex Becker is one of my clients. And like, you know, he studied a lot of those guys, the same Sam Ovens, yeah. uh, Russell Brunson, et cetera. And, and like, I, you know, so I, what a lot of the people that work really well in my world are the frustrated builders. They're people that are bootstrapped, technical backgrounds, typically, or marketing backgrounds. And they just want to be shown how to do it. They don't need to be convinced. They don't need the, the weird motivations. Like they're looking to build real value and they're just sick of like, okay, we have a churn problem or we have a pricing problem or we have a, a team issue. Just show me how to solve the problem. And that's, I literally ask myself every day, how do I create more value for my customers than anybody else in the world? I love that. And, and by the way, I, I do want to just let everyone know too, the number I was referring to earlier, that the 35 to 50% churn, that that's monthly, right? Dan was talking about an annual churn, right? Which means way lower, obviously. 2% per month? 2%-ish, right? Yeah. So I, I guess... Oh, and a lot of that is because they exit their company. So just so that people understand, like Amazing. we had 24 private equity exits amongst our client base in the last yeah. 12 months. Can you speak to maybe your biggest success story? Like this company went from zero to 100 million ARR? Like a client of mine? Yeah. I mean, the the bigger numbers are harder to achieve at scale, right? So they, they call them triple doubles. So... I would say my favorite more recently that I'm intimate with, because again, I'm not coaching. I have my coaches that coach. So I'm not aware, even though we share customer wins, et cetera. My favorite is Joe from a company called Gorilla. Joe was probably 30K in MRR when she worked. Uh, she joined uh, about 14 months ago. And I think she just reported 140K in MRR. But the, the thing that I'm most proud of Joe is that she also bought back her time and she's only, because this is a big principle, right? I believe that you have a calendar and you have things in your calendar that either give you energy or take energy from you. And some things are tactical, some are strategic. What I love about Joe is not only did she grow her business, executing her growth playbooks, but she's created a life where she she's a new mother. She had a six month old, like she, so she had a baby in the middle of all this. Okay, so that's the reason why I'm most impressed with Joe it's because of that stuff that anybody else would have gave themselves a reason to take their foot off the gas and she doubled down and she executed and she did that. But dude, if you go on my, new, well, the new website we're going to be launching soon, we have hundreds of testimonials of people. Our average client grows about 270% a year, right? So that's average. And, and honestly, if people are not doing the work, we just ask them to go find another group. We, we don't do well with people that think they're going to just buy some like fairy magic hustle dust or something. Like you got to do the work. If you do the work, it'll work. 
I love that. I spoke with Dev a little bit. And, and so I, I feel like there's a structure for putting together your entire coaching program, right? So if someone wants to do a coaching program, I guess, where would they go for that? Did you go through like a program? Yeah, to Hire Taki Moore. Guy named Taki Moore. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be coaching if I didn't meet Taki. And I just got lucky. I sat in front of him at a mastermind talk event, MMT event. Mm-hmm. And he was the first guy. And look, people are like, you know what? I saw somebody have a meme. It's like, you know, coaching, coaches, coaching, or coaching, coaches, <laughs> coaching, coaching. Look, like everything, like real estate agents and social media experts and M&A bankers. There's, there's, there's a bunch of boners and then there's some great people. So you got to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Taki is one of those incredible people. And the model that I follow, because I teach model then modify, is 100% borrowed from Taki. Okay. And I don't mind telling anybody that because I know that the people hearing this that have aspirations, most of them won't do shit with it. They won't even, they won't pay the money that Taki's going to charge them. And it's not nothing. It's meaningful. They won't do the work. Like that's, what's funny. I have, I give, I've talked to man, Eric, I've talked to probably, cause you know, I know a lot of these, these, these people and I've shared with them this and they still don't do it. Right. Like one of my best bud who has a top podcast in the world and has a mastermind. He's like, how did you do it? How did you grow it so fast? Right. Like we're an eight figure. Well, A, I don't know how not to grow stuff. So that's my problem is I got to be careful what I choose to do because I'm going to go 100 percent. And and then working with Taki, he just gave me like the the implementation aspects of it. Right. So that I could just swipe and deploy. But and then I took that same model and created it for my software entrepreneurs. And it works, but it's, for me, it's coaching content and community, right? People win because of your content and your growth playbooks. They'll, they'll stay because of your coaching and accountability, but they'll, they'll truly grow because of the community itself. Like the, as you know, you know, last time I think we saw each other was at SAS stock, like getting around people. If you're the smartest person in the room, get another room. Like too many of you guys are the smartest person on your street. Move. Like move, get out of the build. I, I don't know what else to say. Like some people think they're the fucking baller because they're in a, they're in a, a mediocre room. Dude, there's another level, Eric, as you know, there is another level for every person. And if you're still hanging out with the same people you hang out with two years ago and your business is growing, you're in the wrong freaking group of friends. You need to go to the next level to be inspired, to be exposed to things, to, to share. And that's, that's always what, and that's what I did in the coaching space. I decided to study certain people that had built 25 million plus coaching businesses. And it turned out even those people, they were way too much sizzle, not enough steak, Mm. right? They were very good at the marketing shit on the delivery and the fulfillment. I applied what I know about software to the delivery fulfillment side of the client experience and took everything that they could teach me on the the marketing side and do it the way I would like to do it, which is what the ads you're seeing. Like at the end of the day, I'm not selling the opportunity of doing software. I'm trying to approach people that are in software that want to do it better, faster, quicker. And that I just lead with everything. One of our core values are flywheel. We have a flywheel for our business. I do that for every one of my companies is we literally have, we teach everything we know, everything inside our clients, we will give it away. Now I might only run it for an ad for six months, but it's there, right? I'll give away this template, the rocket demo builder. A lot of people downloaded that. That's that probably generated like two or 3 million in revenue for us. Gave it away for a little bit and then other ones. And we just keep cycling through. 
So it's fun for me because the better I can deliver for my clients, that all becomes content. Yep. And, and it's just super fun, man, to build a business where I get paid to study, learn, and teach. And then that content becomes ways that I can serve and help people I'll never work with for the rest of my life. Like 90% of the people that consume my YouTube videos are not in software and will never work with me, maybe even more, right? But we get, I don't know, like 10 million views since we started the YouTube channel. It's awesome. It's a lot. You know what I, I say in the internet marketing world, right? That the best thing you can do is merge with the world of, of tech, right? Then you have, you understand kind of how to retain people, but you also product. understand acquisition. Product. Yep. Product market fit. Most, right. most people in other industries, doesn't matter what industry, they don't understand the concept of product yep. and PM fit and retention. What happens, you create this, the, there's this thing called the growth ceiling where even if you're growing, and that's why I like those awards for like fastest companies to grow. I mean, they just started from a small base. So it's like 10x and 15x. Yeah, but it's a small number. What happens is that if you're growing at a certain pace, you'll eventually get to a place where you're losing more clients every month and your ability to attract customers. And that's your growth ceiling. So if you spend most of your time on the top of the funnel growth stuff, you don't build the better retention side. That natural ceiling sits low. If you work on the retention side up front, it might be slower growth. But you, what you don't see is the trend line of lost revenue. So if you actually mapped the revenue gain versus the revenue loss, most founders inherently would see this loss curve go like, what the hell? And they would fix it. But most people just keep looking at the top line so they don't even know it's a problem. But if you're losing more money than you've ever made, and that's what sometimes happens is this top line curve is uh, half the size as their loss curve. Man, that's just that's that's money you could have kept if you work on the delivery and the retention side. Yep, it's insanity. All right, a couple more questions from my side so we can get to your stretch break. So you talk about being a systems thinker, right? So right now the way I see it is the coaching business is kind of a it's a vessel. It's it's you get great cash flows, great relationships from that, and maybe you get some good deals you can invest in, right? And then now you have it's called what's it called? High speed what? Ventures. High speed ventures. Long term, it sounds like you, you just continue that flywheel, right? And then you're just gonna maybe look for other deals, plug it in, and just keep going. It right? literally is this infinity loop. I've got SaaS Coach, which is training and coaching, that allows us to have the lab to test and perfect and build frameworks. And then on the high speed ventures, is we take those frameworks and actually deploy them in companies I own, right? So I'm, you know, eat my own dog food and. And both networks support each other, right? Like some of my leaders over here can go do sessions over there on certain topics, right? And it's just, now, sounds really cool, Eric, was not part of the plan when I started. Like it, 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 it's kind of one of, it's 100% like looking back, it's easy to connect the dots, was not part of it. I mean, I have probably the most incredible pipeline of SaaS acquisitions than anybody in the world right now. Like we had three to 4,000 emails of SaaS founders to our list every month from SaaS coach that if they're on the list, they either want to grow the business or maybe they want to exit the business. Mm. So that, that was just like during COVID, I just decided to accelerate what I was going to do anyways, earlier by three years, probably. And that's where high speed came from. But when I started coaching, I thought I'll just have a handful of clients and I'll go to another company at some point and I'll just keep them. Like I have enough time in the day. I'm willing to work my ass off. I don't care. I'll, I'll keep coaching because I drive an incredible amount of value from that. And I will operate 
my own company. But now I technically have two companies I operate. I have SaaS Coach, which I'll probably hire a CEO next year, and High Speed Ventures. And that's just, again, it sounds logical, but it wasn't designed from the beginning. It was just, I wanted to create, I wanted to learn new skills, man. Like I wanted to learn how to communicate. I want to learn how to tell stories. I wanted to learn how to take all the things I knew how to do for myself and teach it to other people. Because those are two different things. Can you take something that you're good at and communicate clearly enough and simple enough and understand the, the beginner's mind so that they can consume it? And then what's cool now with high speed is can you do that and work through a group of people to then influence the outcome to get the results, right? Because that's what my clients are dealing with. They're learning all this stuff, but now they got to work with their teams to try to get them to take action. So that feedback loop over here is informing how I design and structure my content with my um, curriculum designer on the, the coaching and training side. So it's, it's fascinating, but wasn't by design from the beginning. I love it. So it kind of serves as called a micro PE firm almost, right? It would be if I took other people's money. It's just my own capital. Got it. So let's call it a holding company. Yeah, that's why I call it like my family office or my holdings company. Okay. And, and how is that team? How's the team structured for, for high speed ventures right now? I've got three people over there and then I, I've bought some companies and they kind of help there. It's so early days. They're kind of cross-functional right now, right? Yeah. So I've got kind of like my acquisitions guy, my first 100 days guy, and then we're bringing in somebody on kind of like revenue operations. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be super fluid, right? I mean, I coach Syed on this at Awesome Motive. I coach Kevin at SureSwift Capital on this. I coach Adam Crushaw from We Assemble uh, or Assemble. So like I've already worked with other people on it. It's just I don't really know the way I'm going to do it. One of the fundamental principles that is different about how I grow companies is this concept called the buyback principle, which is I look at my calendar and I hire to buy back time out of my calendar. So where most people make the mistake of like designing the org chart and designing what it needs to look like and then hiring people to fill roles, I always start from a first principle approach of buying back my time to make my life less chaotic as I grow so that I'm always pushing on the gas and I don't inadvertently drive with the handbrake on. Does that make sense, Eric? Totally. Yeah. I mean, Some people, doing- I, 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 it seems so obvious, but I, I, I sometimes wonder if it's, I'm not explaining myself. Well, right. By the way, it, it's super clear, but even going beyond is you start looking at your direct reports calendars, your top managers, and how do you buy back their time, right? So that's what the game is. So That's where the it continues being played is if you can show up that way for yourself, you will teach your leadership team to do that for themselves, which will allow you to build an organization that can scale. And I call that transformational leadership. Most people are running the transactional leadership, which is tell them what to do, check that it got done, and tell them what to do next, which can get you to 12 people. That's about the number where it just gets ridiculously painful. And it's usually about $2 million in revenue. And so if somebody's not there yet and they're at one and they're going to get to two, trust me, you will go from two to three back down to two because it's going to be painful because you didn't build it right. Whereas this model is, is built to scale. And is pretty much when I study all the top, the real CEOs of you know, publicly traded companies, that's the, that was the pattern they were executing. They didn't even know they were executing that created that, that management bandwidth, right? That bench strength, that leadership team that can take on anything. I love that. So two rapid fire things. I'm just writing it, writing it down. The, the buyback concept, we'll just call it that, right? Is that, that's, what, that's what you call it? Buyback so, principle. Buyback yeah. principle. We'll put that in the show notes. So Dan, two rapid fire questions here. What's your favorite business book? 
I'm going to say, dude, you're making me pick one book. I would say Seeking Wisdom from Munger to Darwin. It's a good book. Uh, I mean, you can throw another one if you want. It seems like you want to. No, I was trying to pick out of the hundred that I would say are my favorite, but I would say that's the, if you had to pick one that I think learning how to look at the world, I think is probably a first principles approach that will help people. Got it. I love that. And, and guys, watch The Psychology of Human Misjudgment as well with Charlie Munger. It's a good one. Um, and then your favorite business tool. I would say Front right now, frontapp.com. It's really allowed me to kind of like, again, that whole like buyback time. It's just a great leverage tool. Got it. I love that. Well, Dan, this has been great. What's the best way for people to find you online? Dan Martell, 2LMartell.com. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter and get all my content, I publish a lot of it, uh, but like just super tactical and valuable. And then Instagram stories, if you want to see the behind the scenes, kind of what I'm reading, what I'm thinking about, et cetera, I, I share my whole life publicly. All right. Check out the Instagram, guys. He's the behind the scenes of the strongest man in SaaS. Dan, thanks so much for doing this. <laughs> thanks so much, Eric. It's good to see you, man. Talk soon. Peace. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.